Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord in heaven, your children here, fellowshipping with you, we present ourselves that you may use us as instruments by which your will will be done on this earth. You have given us a promise that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Lord, please fill us now. Grant us of your spirit and your grace. We pray, Lord, that you would help us, that through the words we'll be listening to, we shall abide in you, and you will abide in us. I present myself to you, dear Lord, and I pray that your words shall be upon my lips to give me the grace to speak words that will be a blessing and edification to your dear children. Bless your children. Feed us, O Lord, in Jesus' name of prayer. Amen. Courage, June 26. A foolish, wise man. The Lord had appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 14. Ahithophel urged upon Absalom the necessity of immediate action against David. This plan was approved by the king's counselors. Had it been followed, David would surely have been slain unless the Lord had directly interposed to save him. But a wisdom higher than that of the renowned Ahithophel was directing events. Hushai had not been called to the council, and he would not intrude himself unasked lest suspicion should be drawn upon him as a spy. But after the assembly had dispersed, Absalom, who had a high regard for the judgment of his father's counselor, submitted to him the plan of Ahithophel. Hushai saw that if the proposed plan were followed, David would be lost, and he said, The counsel that Ahithophel had given is not good at this time. He suggested a plan attractive to a vain and selfish nature, fond of the show of power. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the Archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. But there was one who was not deceived, one who clearly foresaw the result of this fatal mistake of Absalom's. Ahithophel knew that the course of the rebels was lost, and he knew that whatever might be the fate of the prince, there was no hope for the counselor who had instigated his great crimes. Ahithophel had encouraged Absalom in rebellion. He had counseled him to the most abominable wickedness, to the dishonor of his father. He had advised the slaying of David and had planned its accomplishment. He had cut off the last possibility of his own reconciliation with the king. And now another was preferred before him, even by Absalom. Jealous, angry, and desperate, Ahithophel got him home to his house, to his city, and put his household in order and hanged himself 
and died. Such was the result of the wisdom of one who with all his high endowments did not make God his counselor. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is A Foolish Wise Man. As we look into the sedition and insurrection caused by Absalom, we find that the humiliation of David is connected with it. We saw yesterday that deep humiliation of David being mocked, insulted by Shimei, and the fact that he was reduced from his high kingly position to a mere peasant just walking about barefoot, climbing a hill. And we also learned how to be great under humiliation, to bear indignation patiently. But we learned that we will not bear it patiently if we do not see the exceeding sinfulness of our sins. And we will not bear it patiently if we keep comparing ourselves with others and saying, are the others not sinners like myself? Why are they not suffering like I am suffering? And we do not do well when we say such things because we have become a judge of our brother. Who told you? that your brother's sin is greater than yours. How did you know that? Why don't you focus on yourself and stop talking about other people? Like David did, we should bear indignation. Do not speak evil at that time when you are being humbled. Do not try to cut off the head of those who are mocking and deriding you. Now, while David was in this deep humiliation, message came to him. 2 Samuel 15 verse 12. We see there that before the humiliation, Absalom had someone who was his backing. There was someone who conspired with him that gave him the confidence and advice and counsel of how to take over the kingdom. It is a man called Ahithophel. 2 Samuel 15 verse 12 says, And Absalom sent for Ahithophel the Gilonite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices, and the conspiracy was strong. For the people increased continually with Absalom. Hmm. So along comes this man called Ahithophel. Now, word came to David in 2 Samuel 15, verse 31, that says, It says, And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Who is this man Ahithophel that David is afraid of? He is a counselor of David, one whose counsel, the Bible says, is like the wisdom of angels. He is the one that actually gave Absalom the counsel of how to take over the kingdom from David. But let us remember, like I said, the humiliation of David had not even come to an end yet. Remember what Samuel, what um, Nathan told David when he reproved him for his sin. I'll remind us in the book of 2 Samuel 12, reading from verse 9, from verse 10, it says, Now therefore the Lord, the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou did it secretly, I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. Now, this part of the prophecy of Nathan had not yet been fulfilled, but through the counsel of this foolish wise man, 
it was going to be fulfilled. Ahitophel, like the Bible says, was a man who had great wisdom. It so happened that when David was told concerning the conspiracy of, Abs- uh, of uh, Absalom with Ahitophel, he prayed in 2 Samuel 15 verse 31, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. Going on in verse 32 it says, And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mount where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his coat rent and upon an earth upon his head, unto whom David said, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. But if thou return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant hitherto, so will I now also be thy servant, then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. And hast thou not there with thee Zadok and Abiathar and the priests? Therefore it shall be that what thing soever thou shalt hear out of the king's house, thou shalt tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priest. Behold, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. And by them ye shall send unto me everything that ye can hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Let me, let me just pause here to say, you see these men, Hushai, Zadok, Abiathar, Jonathan, and Ahimaaz. Wonderful, wonderful people. We'll see why I say so very soon. So this man, Hushai, was sent back by David for the one purpose of defeating the counsel of Ahithophel. But there was one counsel he couldn't defeat, which is the prophecy that Nathan gave. Reading 2 Samuel 16 from verse 15, we now see this foolish wise man and what he said. It says, And Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. And it came to pass, when Hushai the archite, David's friend, was come unto Absalom, of course here Hushai gave his pledge to Absalom and said, I will serve you, just as I served David. He was actually deceiving him. Now in verse 20 he says, Then said Absalom to Ahithophel, Give counsel among you what we shall do. And Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Go in unto thy father's concubines. Remember, David left ten concubines in the house. Ahithophel now told Absalom, Go and sleep with them, have sex with them, which he has left to keep the house. And all Israel shall hear that thou art abhorred of thy father. Then shall the hands of all that are with thee be strong. So they spread Absalom a tent upon the top of the house, and Absalom went in unto his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Man, I can't imagine this. And the counsel of Ahithophel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. Wow. This is why David prayed in the book of 2 Samuel 15 verse 13. He said, O Lord, I pray thee turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. But there was one that God didn't turn into foolishness. It was this one. You see, Ahithophel's counsel was not just for Absalom to have pleasure with David's concubines. No. There was a purpose. Ahithophel could see that if you want to gain the people and let them be strong on your side, then make them see that David hates you make david hate you more and when you do that the people will stand strongly behind you they will see that okay this man he's not even trying to make any league with his father he's out all out against his father 
for him to have slept with his father's concubines that means there's no turning back the people will now be strong behind him and say well now we know that this son of david is not one that is really going to unite with him this is one that we are very sure has made himself abhorred against his father he is intending to kill him now they will give themselves wholly to you this was ahitophel's counsel and was it was it was it wrong the effect i mean the the, the result it was not it was not the people were on absalom's side because of this counselor of ahitophel but then there was another counsel which the lord thwarted second samuel 17 reading from verse 1 says moreover ahitophel said unto absalom let me now choose out twelve thousand men and i will arise and pursue after david this night now ahitophel is saying don't worry i will do it myself i will arise i will chase after david for what purpose verse 2 and i will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed and will make him afraid and all the people that are with him shall flee and i will smite the king only and i will bring back all the people unto thee the man whom thou seekest as if all returned so all the people shall be in peace and the saying pleased absalom well and all the elders of israel wow do you see this man's counsel indeed it is wise but the foolishness of it is the sin in it. It was actually going to work. If he had chased David that night when David was weary, the people would have really run away. Only God, in God's interposition would have helped David. But then the Lord used another means to thwart Ahitophel's counsel. The Lord put it in the heart of Absalom to ask the wrong person for counsel, Hushai. In verse 5 he says, then said Absalom, Call now Hushai the archite also, and let us hear likewise what he said. Apparently, Hushai seems to be also a counselor of David because David commissioned him for that purpose. So David had, had counselors, not just one. This was not just a servant in David's house. Hushai was also a counselor, and that is why Absalom called him. And that's why David also sent him, knowing that since he's a counselor, he will easily become a counselor for Absalom also. And the Lord put it in Absalom's heart to ask the wrong person, Hushai. In verse 6, he says, And when Hushai was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, Ahithophel had spoken after this manner. Shall we do after his saying? If not, speak thou. And Hushai said unto Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. For said Hushai, Thou knowest thy father and his men, that they be mighty men, and they be chaffed in their minds, and as a bear robbed of her whelps in the field, and thy father is a man of war, and will not lodge with the people. Behold, he is hid now in some pit or in some other place, and it will come to pass, when some of them be overthrown at the first, that whosoever heareth it will say, There is a slaughter among the people that follow Absalom, and he also that is valiant, whose heart is as the heart of a lion, shall utterly melt. For all Israel knoweth that thy father is a mighty man, and they which be with him are valiant men. Therefore I counsel that all Israel be generally gathered unto thee from Dan even to Beersheba as the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that thou go to battle in thine own person. So before Ahithophel said, Don't go to war, I will go. Who shall I say, You go for the war, gather everybody, not just 12,000, gather everybody, let us go. Then he says to verse 12, So shall we come upon him in some place where he shall be found, and we will light upon him as the dew falleth on the ground, and of him and of all the men that are with him there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he be gotten into a city, then shall all Israel bring ropes to that city, and we will draw it into the river, until there be not one small stone found there. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, 
the counsel of Hushai the Archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. For the Lord had appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel, to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. Then said Hushai unto Zadok and Abiathar the priest, Thus and thus did Ahithophel. So, just to summarize it, he told Zadok the priest and Abiathar, this is what Ahithophel wants to do. So, Zadok and Abiathar sent their two sons, which is Jonathan and Ahimaaz, and told them, Go and tell David this is what's about to happen. Run away. So, two of them went to tell David. But when they were going, there was a person that saw them. And this person took the report to Absalom, and Absalom came and was chasing after them. But the woman hid them in a well, and they were protected. Say in verse 17, it says, Now Jonathan and Ahimaaz stayed by Enrogel, for they might not be seen to come into the city. And a wench went and told them, and they went and told King David. So when David heard it, it says in verse 22, And David arose, and all the people that were with him, and they passed over Jordan by morning light. They lacked not one of them that, were, that was not gone over Jordan. And when Ahitophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him to his house, to his city, and put his household in order and hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulchre of his father. Amen. Now we see here the real things that happen in politics. We see how Hushai advised Absalom to his own destruction. And because of his foolishness, Absalom was not a wise person. He fell for it. He liked something that would give him more exaltation. And when Hushai told him, let us kill everybody in David's army, not one person will remain. And you should be in the forefront of the battle so that when you finish doing the work, the people will see that Absalom is also a strong man, that he has conquered David and all of David's men. Not even one person was left. That was the one that David, that Absalom preferred. The thing pleased him. But in Ahithophel's counsel, Ahithophel said, no, we're not going to kill any other person. Only one person will kill King David. That's all. And then the rest of the people will come back in peace under your kingdom. These are the two counsels given. And the Lord discomfited the counsel of Ahithophel. What do we learn from this man, Ahithophel? Today we have Ahithophels in the world. And like David, we are to pray that the Lord will thwart their counsel so that their murderous plans of the devil against God's children will not be fulfilled. When we look at Hushai, Zadok, Abiata and their two children, Jonathan and Ahimaaz. These men were wonderful men. They did a work that is akin to the kind of intelligence work that young men are to be trained to do today. We need to qualify ourselves to defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. What is the counsel of Ahithophel today? It is all those teachings coming from the schools and the universities and the people in the government that are thwarting the purpose of God in the world. Evolution is one of the counsels of Ahithophel and many other things found in universities and also judgments that are made by the government that will not allow God's children to live in peace or that will make the gospel not to move forward. That is the counsel of Ahithophel. The world in its aversion to the truth and all its moves, the moves that has been made in the world to bring about the utter extermination of truth and those who obey it, they are like Ahithophel. Frequently, we see moves being made to bring the children of God into difficult and straight places. There are men who are secret or even open and avowed enemies of the truth and the advocates of the truth. 
they are taking counsel to bring the truth to nothing. They secretly do things to undermine the truth. They have a wisdom that is earthly, sensual, devilish. They are intelligent to do evil. Of them it is said in the book of Jeremiah 4 verse 22, My people are foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children. They have no understanding. But they are wise. How can they be foolish and wise? It says, They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. This is what Ahitophel was. He was wise to do evil, but God says, Foolish. He is foolish. Why? Because he is wise to do evil. The counsel of Ahitophel is in the schools of today. It is in the mass textbooks and in the curriculum. We see it in the church too and in the propaganda and various intelligent moves made to bring about the destruction of the truth. Hushai, Zadok, Abiathar, Jonathan and Ahimaaz were men for their time. If they had miscarried the work given to them, they would have brought ruin to both themselves and to David. These men did a work that is akin to the kind of intelligence work that we young men are to do, that young people are to do. These men did a work that is akin to the kind of work that God's people are to do today. Not all of them, but some. We need to qualify ourselves to defeat the counsel of Ahitophel. Just as it was no longer in fashion to side with David in their day, it is no longer in fashion to side with the truth today. These men, however, were commissioned to go head-to-head with the counsel of Ahithophel so that the truth may prevail even in the courts of Satan. They were trained and counseled by David on what to do. David told Zadok and and Abiathar, go back and do your work. Then when Hushai came, he told him, this is what you are going to do. Enter into the council of the king, into the court of the king. Listen to everything going on there so that when you know what is going on, you will now have information on how to twat what they are planning and they did the work not only Hushai but after Hushai did what he did he sent message to Zadok and Abiata who then sent their children Ahimaaz and, and uh, Jonathan to go and tell David what to do wonderful work these men did David trained them on what to do and they carried out their work with such stealth and precision that they succeeded in preserving David's life but they, they succeeded in not only preserving David's life but also in destroying Absalom today we are in need of such men who will do such a work it is not just a work for any kind of person. We must be called. We must be called and trained to do it. Reading from Christian Education, page 212, it says, It is no time to be ashamed of our faith. You know, Hushai, Zadok, and Co., they were not ashamed of David. Continuing, We are a spectacle to the world, to angels, and to men. The whole universe is looking with inexpressible interest to see the closing work of the great controversy between Christ and Satan. At such a time as this, just as the work, the great work of judging the living is to begin, shall we allow unsanctified ambition to take possession of the heart? What can be of any worth to us now except to be found loyal and true to the God of heaven? What is there of any real value in this world when we are on the very borders of the eternal world? What education can we give to the students in our schools that is so necessary as a knowledge of what the scriptures say it? The course of God needs teachers that's like David who have high moral qualities and can be trusted with the education of others. Men who are sound in faith that represents David and have tact and patience who walk with God and abstain from the very appearance of evil who stand so closely connected with God that they can be channels of light in short christian gentlemen so what what do we need these men for let's listen now he says the good impressions made by such will never be faced and the training thoughts given will endure throughout eternity 
what is neglected in this training process is likely to remain undone. Who will undertake this work? We would that there were strong young men, rooted and grounded in the faith, who had such a living connection with God that they could, if so counseled by our leading brethren. So take note now, counsel. You remember? Who counseled Hushai? David counseled Hushai. And he went to thwart the counsel of Ahithophel in the court of Absalom the king. So here we are being instructed that we need young men who have a living connection with God. We've so counseled by our leading brethren, just like counseled by David. Enter the higher colleges in our land where they would have a wider field for study and observation, association with different classes of minds, an acquaintance with the workings and results of popular methods of education, and a knowledge of the theology as taught in the leading institutions of learning would be of great value to such workers, preparing them to labor for the educated class and to meet the prevailing errors of our time, which is like Ahitophel's counsel. Such was the method pursued by the ancient wild scenes, and if true to God, our youth like theirs might do a good work, even while gaining their education in sowing the seeds of truth in other minds. Efforts must be made to fit young men for the work. They must come to the front to lift burdens and responsibilities. Listen now, it says, those who are now young must become strong men. They must be able to plan and give counsel. The word of God abiding in them will make them pure and will fill them with faith, hope, courage and devotion. Did you see these qualities in Abiata and in the young men, Ahimaaz and Jonathan? Yes, they were strong young men who received counsel from their fathers, Hushai, Zadok and Abiata. And receiving this counsel, they went to thwart the counsel of Ahithophel. First of all, Hushai was the one who thwarted it. He entered into the court after receiving counsel from David. So also we need young men, strong young men who will be able to plan and will be able to give counsel. The word of God abiding in them will make them pure and will fill them with faith, hope, courage and devotion. The work is now greatly retarded because men are carrying responsibilities for which they are unfitted. Shall these great ones continue and increase? Shall these great responsibilities drop from the hands of old experienced workers into the hands of those unable to manage them? Are we not neglecting a very important work by failing to educate and train our youth to fill positions of trust? Let the workers be educated, but at the same time, let them be meek and lowly of heart. Let us elevate the work to the highest possible standard, ever remembering that if we do our part, God will not fail to do his end of quote. Amen. So the lesson we learn here is that in this day, where the counsel of Ahithophel is rife and spreading all over the world and causing sedition and the whole world is turning against Jesus as the children of Israel were turning against David because of the counsel of Ahithophel. The counsel of Ahithophel was in the king's court. The counsel of Ahithophel was in the, among the priests. It was in the whole land. And the people were turning against David at such a time. David, the older person, counseled Hushai, the younger man. And Hushai went into the university, into the court of the king and thwarted the counsel of Ahithophel by listening. Then thwarting everything and giving them information that will scatter what they did there. So also, people are needed. You cannot just go into the court of the king. That's what we read now. If the older people die without training the younger ones, the younger ones will not be able to do the work. If David had not told Hushai what to do, Hushai will not know what to do. 
So it is not just for anybody to go into Absalom's court, which is the world, thinking that you want to thwart Ahithophel's counsel. Ahithophel's counsel will sweep you. You need, first of all, counsel from David. That is counsel from the root and offspring of David, the Lord himself, who will train us and then this work will be done. Wonderful work done by Hushai. Um, and Zadok, Abiata, Ahimaaz, and Jonathan. And those who the Lord will call to do this work need to be strong men, take up the work faithfully, go into the world, go into Absalom's court, and twat the evil teachings that are coming from there that are making the truth to be of non-effect. Another lesson we learn from this Absalom's sedition and the council of Ahithophel is the lesson of the Christian apostasy and the way the world attacks us. What happened to David here was on account of his sins. That's why all this was happening. So also Christianity, because of our apostasy, the world is turning against us. The council of Ahithophel is making the world to bring Christianity to the dust. And the time is coming when they will come together to bring down the children of God, those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. On account of the apostasy and backsliding of Christians, the world is coming against us. And not just because the world is just so evil, but because Christianity is not doing their work, just as David failed. So, they are taking counsel to sleep. Isaiah 8 verse 9 and 10 says, Associate yourselves, O you people, and you shall be broken in pieces. And give ear, all ye of far countries. Get yourselves, and you shall be broken in pieces. Get yourselves, and you shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, and you shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. The Lord was with David as they were taking counsel in the court of the king. God swatted it. In Isaiah 8 verse 10, there is a prophecy where the Lord says that if the world, like Ahithophel, takes counsel together to destroy God's people, that God, being with his people, will make their counsel to come to naught. We may not be able to match the intelligence of the world with intelligence. Look at what they are doing. I mean, they've gone so far with all the nanotechnology, face recognition, and all of that. You can't match the intelligence. That is Ahithophel's counsel now. They can find you anywhere. As we come towards the close of time, Revelation 13 tells us about the mark of the beast and the time where we are going to be hunted. Just like Ahithophel counseled the, the, the Absalom to hunt after David, the children of God will be hunted at such a time. And his counsel is so smooth, so intelligent, so true that it is hard for God's people to hide. We may not be able to match their intelligence for intelligence, but like David, we can pray to God to turn the counsel of Ahithophel to foolishness. A prayer such as that written in the book of Psalms 31 is the kind we ought to pray. Reading from verse 9, it says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors. And a fear, do you remember what Nathan told David? That your neighbor will sleep with your, own, with your wives. This now David saying, my, especially among my neighbors. And a fear to mine acquaintance that they, did, they that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, 
thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servants. Save me from thy, for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, to silence which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in secret, in the secret of thy presence, from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. Amen. Such a prayer is that which we should make at such a time. And the Lord's response to us, written in Psalms chapter 2, from verse 1, says, Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Amen. Brothers and sisters, here we learn the lesson. Let us not be like Ahitophel, who will counsel against God's people to destroy them. But let us have faith. A time is coming where we will pray Psalms 31, praying to the Lord that he should make his face to shine upon us. But meanwhile, we have a work to do. Like Hushai, like Jonathan, Ahimaaz, Zadok, and Nabiata, we can go into the courts and thwart the counsel of Ahitophel. But when we come to a time when they are seeking for our lives, we can pray to God what is written in Psalms 31, and the Lord will be on our side. Isaiah 8 verse 10 says, They can take their counsel together, and it will come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand. For God is with us. But God will not be with us if we don't conduct ourselves like David. Remember, we must conduct ourselves in the right way. And the Lord will be with us and turn the counsel of Ahitophel in your individual lives and as Christians in general to nothing. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for the lessons you've taught us today. A work is laid before us to turn the counsel of Ahitophel to naught. We cannot do this work on our own. It's a very high, sensitive work. We miscarry it and we lose our own lives and the life of others. If we put ourselves to listen to the counsel of Ahitophel, we ourselves can be swept away by it. There are many now listening to it and it is sweeping them away. But Lord, we pray that you raise us up. Select people like Hushan who would go into the court of the kings and thwart the counsel of Ahitophel and turn it to foolishness. I also pray, Lord, that you will help us to so conduct ourselves in the right way under humiliation. Help us, Lord, not to do like Absalom did, listening to the counsel of Ahitophel and bringing dishonor to his father. Please, Lord, give us the grace to conduct ourselves in righteousness, in purity, and holiness, that we may spread the knowledge of the Lord abroad in this world, that as the world is preaching evil against the truth, that we shall uphold the truth and the truth will stand. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Thank you.